Are you ready? Come on. Tell your neighbor, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say the power of God? Now, the question that I want to answer tonight is, who really holds the power? Who really holds the power? Let me share with you a story here. There was a young husband that was hen-pecked. And he was going to a psychiatrist about the problem. The doctor told him, you don't have to let your wife bully you. Go home and show her you're the boss. The young man got home, slammed the door, shook his fist in his wife's face and growled. From now on, you're taking orders from me. When I get home from work, I want my supper on the table. I want my clothes laid out. I will be going out with the boys. You will be staying home. And another thing, do you know who's going to tie my tie? Yes, she said, the undertaker. <laughs> so I ask you, who holds the power? Who really holds the power? Well, last week we noted that the psalmist reveals who really holds the power. In Psalm 62, verse 11, in the New King James, it reads, God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to who? To God. Power belongs to God. And then Jesus made an interesting declaration to his disciples in Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. It reads in the King James, Behold, I give unto you what? Power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So Jesus said to his disciples, Behold, or look, I give unto you power. Now, the word power in bold is the Greek word exosia. It describes delegated authority or influence. Again, the day that you chose to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, is the day that He delegated to you the power and authority to become a child of God. Think of it. At the moment, at that moment of decision, all the power, authority, and divine influence that is resident within the mighty name of Jesus Christ came to live on the inside of you. If we would only grasp that, if we could only accept that reality, then our lives would begin to move toward the fullness of life that Jesus made possible. In fact, His fullness of life that He made possible will actually become actual in us when we understand the circumference, the sphere, and the grandness of His authority. That has been given to us. So understanding that reality. I want us to look at what the Bible reveals about this authority. This exosia. 
that Jesus said he gave to his disciples. First of all, Jesus had authority to lay down his life and pick it up again. Look what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. Watch this. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. Watch. I have power. Exousia is the Greek word. To lay it down. And I have power. Again, exousia. To take it again. The word power that is repeated here. It's the Greek word exousia, which means authority. So he's saying, I have authority to lay down my life. And I have authority to take it up again. This command I have received, or this right I have received from my Father. What was Jesus saying? Something that you and I need to get a hold of. No one had the authority to kill Jesus. Because this is a, 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 a question that has come up in theological debates. Who killed Jesus? Was it the Romans or the Jews? Jesus answers here that no one had the authority to kill him. In the words of Dr. Warren Wiersbe, from the human point of view, it appeared that Jesus was executed. But from the divine point of view, he laid down his life willingly. <laughs> when he says, I lay down my life that I may take it again. It implies that Jesus voluntarily yielded up his life when he knew that his suffering was completed. Remember, in this same Gospel of John, 1930, he said to Telestai, or the way we read it, it is finished when he was on the cross. What he was saying, the payment has been made in full. He was saying, all the suffering that I needed to endure to pay for the penalty and punishment of the sins of humanity, it has been paid for right here and now. That's why after that, after saying, it is finished, then his next utterance was, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. He was making it clear. I am not being killed by anybody. I am by my own authority laying down my life. Woo. It also implies when he says, I lay down my life and I take it up again. It implies that the divine nature of Christ was active in his resurrection. He was able to take up his life again. This, uh, what a mighty Savior. Think about it. That's why when you read in Revelations, he says in Revelation 1, what does he say? It's not going to come up, but in Revelation 1.18, I am he who lives and was dead. And look, I am alive forevermore. And I have, I have the keys 
of hell and of death. What was Jesus saying? You guys thought that I was a victim to death. That all I was doing was laying in as a victim on the tomb. But I served hell notice that there is a king of kings and lord of lords. There's no tomb or grave that can hold me down. I've got the authority not only to lay down my life, but to take it up again. But as I'm taking it up again, I'm not leaving or coming up empty-handed. I'm coming with the keys. I'm coming with the authority. I'm coming with the authority that humankind deferred or abdicated or surrendered to the devil. I'm letting the devil know you might have tricked, you might have tempted, you might have defeated the first Adam, but I'm the second last Adam and you weren't able when I lived and breathed on the earth to defeat me through temptation. You tempted me in every way, but yet I was without sin. I paid the price on the cross necessary and now I'm coming for to complete the job to prove that I I am the one who has all authority. Man, you guys are making me preach tonight. Sometimes I just, I just feel the teach go to preach. All right. Now, so Jesus, Jesus had authority to lay down his life and pick it up again. Secondly, Jesus has authority to forgive and heal. Look at, I love this. Matthew 9, 6. Matthew 9, 6 says, but that you may know that the Son of Man has what? Power. And again, it's a Greek word, exosio, which is translated authority. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power or authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And if you read on, guess what happened? That paralyzed guy? was healed. He was able to get up and start walking. That guy that was unable to be mobile was mobilized through the power or authority of Jesus. Why did Jesus do that? To validate his claim. I've got the authority to forgive people of their sin. Oh, you don't believe me? Let me prove it to you. Hey, guy, the one that I just said, your sins are forgiven? Get up. And start walking. And he was healed. Jesus validated the extent of his authority through healing the man. You got to know something about Jesus. He's not just a man. He's the God man. He's the God man. He, he was, when he traversed on this earth, he was a hundred percent man as well as a hundred percent God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of what? The only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then thirdly, Jesus has all authority in heaven and earth. Hmm. Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen, and 19. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All what? Authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Then he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus had all authority in heaven and on earth. But do you remember when he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness? Remember what the devil tempted him to do? 
He said, bow down and worship me. And if you'll do that, here's what will happen. I will give you the kingdoms of the earth. Remember that? He gave him a glimpse of all the kingdoms. He said, look, I'll give you all this if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus didn't give in at that moment to his temptation. You know why? Because Jesus knew what the devil was trying to do. The devil was trying to limit the sphere of Jesus' rule. Because if he would have gave in to the devil's temptation, it would have only been for his own benefit. But Jesus wanted to share his authority with us. You know why I like that? Because Jesus... This is just me. You're not going to find it in the Bible. But I just think in my head, Jesus in his head was thinking, "Uh uh-uh. No, 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 no. I'm not going to give in to you. Because if I don't give in to you, then the authority that I'm going to gain, it's not only going to benefit me. It's going to benefit all those that become sons and daughters of God. And they will be able to beat on you just like I'm going to beat on you on the cross. They will then be able to extend the kingdom of God in the earth. They one day as we're going to see, will be able to reign with me on the earth over the kingdoms of the earth. So Jesus just said, no, no, thank you. Because he knew if I'm faithful to the end, the day's coming when all authority will legally be transferred to me as I remain faithful to fulfill the purpose of the Father. And here is how powerful Jesus was. He was more than a man. He was a God-man. While he is ministering on earth, look what he does in Matthew 10.1. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them what? Power. Again, it's the Greek word exosia, authority, overwatch, unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal. What kinds of sickness? All kinds. And what kinds of diseases? All kinds. You see, you see the, the sphere of his authority? You see where his authority can operate? It can operate at any level. Think about it. His authority can operate at any level. And what does he do? He doesn't hold on to his authority. He delegates it to his followers. He delegates it. That's why later he'll say, in my name, the believing ones will cast out demons. The believing ones, they will speak with new tongues. The believing ones, if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. The believing ones will take up serpents. Jesus wants you and I to understand that through his authority, we are commissioned to carry out his mission. And while we're carrying out his mission, we can do what he did while he was here on earth. We have that authority. And there is no sphere... 
where his authority cannot work. I want you to understand right now that his authority can work in your mind. His authority can work in your soul, in your emotions. His authority can work at your workplace. His authority can work in your home. His authority can work in your body. His authority can work. I'm telling you, there is no spear. His authority can work in the demonically oppressed and possessed. His authority can work and drive out any type of sickness or disease. We're talking about the one whose name is above every name. And he says, I give you authority. I give you authority. Get a hold of this. Jesus did not just send them forward into their world with empty hands. He didn't send his disciples into their world with empty hands. He provides them with all the tools that will be needed to bring in the harvest of souls. Again, according to Matthew's account, he gave them power, exosia, authority. The New International Version says authority. Now, let me try to explain it this way. A policeman has the authority to stop a speeding car, but does not have the power to do so. By virtue of the law officer's position and certification, he or she has the authority of the law of the land to stop a car that is speeding down a freeway. But he or she does not have the ability to actually halt the vehicle through his or her physical power. It's no different with the church Today, we too are his disciples and we have been entrusted with the authority to cast out demon forces, heal the disease and preach the good news of Jesus the Christ. We cannot do these miraculous wonders through our own power and abilities. Jesus empowers us through the call of discipleship to go and complete these marvels through His name. This is why I want you to understand you have authority, but it's in the name of Jesus. And exosia means that you get to act in the stead or in the place of Jesus. When you exercise the name of Jesus in authority, the devil has to recognize I'm not just dealing with Angel Menchaca when he uses the name of Jesus that he's authorized to use. He's got the backing of heaven. He's got the support of heaven. Therefore, when I come at him in the name of the Lord, he understands it's not Angel Menchaca who is approaching me. It is a son of God who knows their authority and who will have the support of heaven. Then mm. Jesus has authority to give more authority. Jesus has authority to give more authority. What do you mean, Pastor? Look, Luke 19, 17. And he said to them, well done, good servant. Because you were faithful, notice, in a very little, have what? Authority over ten cities. Watch this. 
when as a child of God, you are faithful to utilize the authority he's given you over what he's placed under you, when you're faithful to activation, God will then grant you multiplication. But if you don't use your authority and you don't use what he's given you, ultimately, you will lose it. And somebody else is going to be granted what you buried. That's the law that is taught in the parable of the talents. One guy said, I was scared, I was afraid, you're a hard man, so I hid it and I buried it. The Lord said, you should have used it. Now we're going to take what I gave you and we're going to give it to another. You see, this is why I want you to get a hold of this. You and I need to understand that the key to your next level is what you are doing in your current level. The key to your next level, because we hear this in church. This is, this is religious talk. This is spiritual talk. You go to conferences and say, oh, we're going to talk to you about next level living. We're going to talk to you about how to go to the next level. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you don't have to spend any money to go to a seminar or conference. I'm telling you right now, here's the key. You want to get to the next level? Then start doing now in your current level what you've been holding off. Till you get to do, till, till the next level. Because in the kingdom, God does not promote the lazy. God does not promote the negligent. Those that are just sitting and waiting for the break. God says, no, it don't work that way. You need to show me at this level that you can be trusted with the little that you are overseeing right now. And if you're, if you're faithful in this level, then it is prepping you for your next level. Again, next level doesn't come through waiting. It comes to those who are working. Amen. Another truth, we have been called to set people free. From the authority of Satan. Paul, when he was sharing his testimony, he made this declaration in Acts 26, 18. That this is what God had commissioned him to do, the Apostle Paul. He said, God commissioned me to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. And from the power, that's exousia, of Satan to God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Listen, the devil also has exosia. The devil also has authority. But Jesus is greater than the devil because all authority was given to him. Jesus received all authority from the Father. And now he gives it to us believers So we are called to dispossess from Satan his authority because we have greater authority. We have greater authority. The Bible says that he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. Now look with me at Matthew's gospel in Matthew 12, 22 through 29 in the message. I want you to see how Jesus puts this. 
And what happened, it says, next, a poor demon, afflicted wretch, both blind and deaf, was set down before him. Jesus, what? Healed him. Gave him his sight and hearing. Now, he was deaf and he was blind. Why? Because he was being possessed by a demon. Not all people that are deaf and blind are in that condition because of being possessed by a demon. But this man was. And Jesus exercises authority to set him free from the demon that bound him. And when he did, the man was healed. The Bible says the people who saw it were impressed. This has to be the son of David. Watch this. Jesus confronted their slander. A judge who gives opposite verdicts on the same person cancels him out. A family that's in a constant squabble disintegrates. If Satan banishes Satan, is there any Satan left? If you're slinging devil mud at me, calling me a devil, kicking out devils, don't, doesn't the same mud stick to your own exorcist? After Jesus had healed this man, people marveled, but the religious leaders, the Pharisees were saying, no, 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 no. The reason he's casting out devils is by the devil. And Jesus said, that don't make sense because any kingdom divided itself will fall. And then what he says, notice what he says. But if it's by God's power that I am sending the evil spirits packing, then God's kingdom is here for sure. How in the world do you think it's possible in broad daylight to enter the house of an awake, able-bodied man and walk off with his possessions unless you want? Tie him up first. Tie him up, though, and you can clean him out. Jesus here is talking about the authority that he has and now the authority that we have. Because he said to Peter, I'm going to give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You and I need to understand, the devil is working havoc in the earth. But we, children of God, have authority because the stronger than he lives in us. We have the authority to bind the devil and get him to go packing. We have the authority to bind the devil and take from him what doesn't belong to him. That's what Jesus is saying here But the Pharisees, when they heard the report, were cynical. Black magic, they said. Some devil trick he's pulled from his sleeve. No. Jesus made it clear. It's the kingdom of God that's here. I'm doing what I'm doing through the Spirit of God. And the good news is we have the same authority. Amen. One more thing about this authority. We will one day be rewarded with authority over nations. Look at Revelation 2.26. And he who overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, until the end, to him 
I will give power over the nations. Go back to the wilderness with me. When Jesus was tempted, the devil gave him a view of the kingdoms of the earth. And he said, all this I'll give to you if you will simply bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, no, no, there's only one that is to be worshipped. And because he did that, think about it. We have the hope. According to Revelation 20, the Bible reveals there's going to be a thousand year reign on the earth. Of Christ rule on the earth. And you know who's going to reign with him? Those who have overcome. And think about it. You're not just going to reign over Walmart. You could potentially reign over an entire nation with Jesus. I already know where I'm reigning. Hawaii is mine, baby. (laughs) Hawaii. I got all the islands under my... (laughs) Think about it. Jesus refused to give in to the devil's temptation. And when you and I are faithful to him, he says, I'm going to give you the right to rule and reign with me when I come and establish my kingdom on the earth. That blows me away to think That even though I haven't been born in the natural into royalty, I am royalty through Jesus and I will reign with him. Amen. Let me wrap this up with another story. There was a guy by the name of Christian Herder. And when Christian Herder was governor of Massachusetts, He was running hard for a second term in office. One day, after a busy morning chasing votes and no lunch, he arrived at a church barbecue. It was late afternoon and Herder was famished. He was hungry. As Herder moved down the serving line, he held out his plate to the woman that was serving chicken. She put a piece on his plate and turned to the next person in line. Uh, Excuse me, Governor Herder said. Do you mind if I have another piece of chicken? Sorry, the woman told him. I'm supposed to give one piece of chicken to each person. But I'm starved, the governor said. Sorry, the woman said again. Only one piece of chicken per person. Governor Herder was a modest and unassuming man, but he decided that it was time he would throw a little weight around. Do you know who I am? He said. I am the governor of the state. Do you know who I am? The woman said. I'm the lady in charge of the chicken. Move along, mister. (laughs) 
I love that story. Because when you know who you are, you begin to act like it. Because you know through who you are what kind of a level of authority you possess. And that's why I want you to understand that you are If you've put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a child of God. And you have authority through Jesus Christ. An authority that can operate at different levels and in different spheres. And that's why Jesus over and over again encourages us through the word to exercise the power of his name. Because when we use his name as directed by him, we are legally operating in his place. And we have the backing and support of heaven. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the authority that we have through your name. And thank you. That there is no realm in which your power cannot operate. Thank you, Jesus, that you were faithful even unto death. And now you have been exalted to the right hand of the Father. And the Father has given unto you the name that is above every name the name that is above every name above things in heaven things on earth things beneath the earth Ah, your name knows no bound your name knows no limit and I thank you for the power of your name right now Jesus Jesus, Jesus. Thank you that your name is greater than any sickness. Your name is greater than any disease. Your name is greater than any affliction. Your name is greater than any oppression. Your name is greater than the devil's power at work. And through your name, we can undo, we can dissolve, we can destroy the works of the devil. Thank you that in your name, demons flee. In your name, healing comes. In your name, your kingdom is manifested. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I declare that over your sons and your daughters here tonight. Your rule being exercised right now through the power of the name of Jesus. I declare your kingdom comes. Your rule is exercised. And through your rule you overrule the plots and the ploys of the devil. Thank you Lord that here right now in the name of Jesus your presence is at work. We receive right now what has been made possible through Jesus, your Son. Thank you, God, 
that there is forgiveness here through Jesus. There is restoration here through Jesus. There is freedom here through Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Your name, Jesus. I call on your name right now. I don't know what your need is, but I know where the answer is. It's in Jesus. And Jesus says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. He said on another occasion, and whatever you shall ask in my name, I will do it. Whatever we ask in accordance to his character in his nature, not only do we get an audience with heaven, but we also experience the action of heaven on our behalf. Exercise the power of His name right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for deliverance right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for the release of your joy in this place. In the heart that has been heavy. Thank you, God, for the release of your strength to the one who has been battling weakness. In the name of Jesus, your strength is made perfect in their weakness. As they call on your name, Lord, your grace abounds towards them. Thank you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for peace for the troubled soul and mind right here, right now. In the name of Jesus. I just challenge you. I just encourage you right now. Whatever your need is, call on the name of Jesus. Call on the Lord and ask Him, Lord, come through your kingdom power. Work in my life right now. Work in my mind right now. Work in my body right now. In the name of Jesus, your kingdom come. Your will be done, I pray. In the name of Jesus, your purpose be fulfilled. Your promise be realized. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Abba. And I thank you that I am royalty. I thank you that I'm part of a royal priesthood. I thank you that I am part of a kingdom of priests and kings unto God. Thank you that through the blood of Jesus in Revelation 1.5, you have freed us from our sins. And verse 6 says, you have made us kings and priests unto God. Thank you, Lord, that we have authority to act in your stead, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Jesus.